Hey there, my name is Paul and this is Out of Neutral, a weekly vlog where we look to the Bible to get in gear and follow Jesus into the life he came to make possible. Now today I want to talk about how a person comes to believe in Jesus. Have you ever thought about why you believed in Jesus when so many others don't? Were you smarter? Were you more spiritual? Were you just born in the right family or did you just meet the right friend? Was it luck? Or was something deeper at work? Before someone hears the good news, they usually assume they can save themselves. With enough moral effort, they believe they can earn God's approval because of two things. They underestimate the consequences of sin and their need of God's grace. I'm convinced the same two tendencies exist with Christians even after they trust in Christ. We still underestimate the consequences of sin and our need of God's grace. As a result, we misunderstand how we came to believe. And we struggle with verses that say that God grants some people repentance and gives grace to people that they might believe. If you believe in Jesus, consider how the Bible says that took place. First, the Bible teaches that you are too sick to believe on your own. Christians know that Jesus earned their salvation, but they assume that they at least had the good sense to believe. And it's true that we must repent and believe in Jesus to receive eternal life. The problem is that sin had left us too sick to ever respond to God on our own. The Bible describes the problem of sin as more like a pandemic than a cold. For example, the prophet Jeremiah in chapter 17 verse 9 said, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. And he wasn't just singling out particularly bad people when he said this. In Matthew 7, 18, Jesus compared people to a diseased tree that can't bear good fruit. And Paul made it clear that this condition is one that we inherited from Adam, saying in Romans 5, 19, that by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. This disease of sin has so sickened us that the Bible says, no one understands and no one seeks God. In addition, it says that Satan has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel. How are blind people with sick, deceitful hearts ever going to respond to Jesus? You are too sick to believe on your own. Because of that, the Bible teaches that God provided the cure as well as the faith for you to receive it. The only way that someone is rescued from this hardened, sick condition is if God first works in their heart to heal them. Jesus said, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. So, although the gospel invitation goes out to everyone, nobody just feels like turning from their sin to trust in Jesus. It's a miracle of God's grace. And that's exactly how Luke describes it in Acts 18, 27. That's where he talks of those who through grace had believed. When we talk of people repenting and believing in Jesus then, on the one hand, those are actions they make without any sense of pressure or compulsion. On the other hand, it's God who enables them. It's through his grace that they come to believe. 
That's why Luke describes God's work leading up to Lydia's conversion in this way. He says, the Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. It's also why the Bible often says that God gives repentance or grants repentance. God not only provided for your salvation, he also drew you to himself because you wouldn't seek him on your own. Then he opened your heart to pay attention because you weren't naturally interested in him. And then he gave you repentance because you wouldn't have otherwise been willing to let go of your sin. Finally, the Bible doesn't teach that God preserves your freedom, but it does say that he sets you free. People become very uncomfortable anytime the Bible talks about God granting repentance and choosing some people for salvation because they fear it turns us into robots. God's God preserves our free will, they often say. The more you read the Bible, though, the more you realize that it speaks more about our slavery to sin than it does the freedom of our will. Jesus said, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. And the point of calling us slaves is to make it clear we can't stop. We're addicted to sin. So we need an intervention. For God to just Hope that we'll freely turn from our slavery to sin would be to hope in the impossible. If God preserving our free will means letting us just do what we want, then no one would ever be saved. Because people, the Bible tells us, love the darkness rather than the light. Instead, God chose to grant certain people repentance, to heal their addiction, to cure their blindness so that they would believe. As it says in Acts 13, 48, as many as were appointed to eternal life believed. If you believe in Jesus, it's because God first healed your sickness and gave you the gift of repentance and faith. It's because he appointed you to eternal life. It's because he chose you as his own. It's all a gift and we owe him everything. If that doesn't fill you with wonder and gratefulness, I don't know what could. We marvel at God's grace and drawing us to himself. That's all for this time. If today's video has helped you get out of neutral, share it with your friends and subscribe to join us on the journey.